Unleavened Bread Ministries presents From your hands, your feet, your side Unleavened Bread Bible Studies with David Eels Can quench my thirsting soul Purest water made me whole Let your streams of mercy flow Oh Jesus, I trust in you Greetings, saints. Many blessings to you. Thank you for joining us today for the Unleavened Bread Bible Study. Father, thank you so much for the things you have planned for your people. Thank you, Lord, for bringing them out from among the heathen and uh, serve you as a part of your temple in these days to come. Thank you so much. Amen. All right, we're going to continue with Great Shakings Bring Man-Child Revival, number four. I'm going to start by saying that um, I was just just noticing that, you know, Eve Brast, in a dream, saw seven large earthquakes that went around the world. And our consideration at that time was that this was caused by an earth tide which would go around the world, disrupting the crust as it spun in the face of the passing planet X. Um, These first three revelations I'm going to share with you kind of resemble this in magnitude and in scope. Um, Bill Weather was shown eight signs by the Lord as a countdown to the date of September the 12th, 2022. Now, I know that dates are always subject to change due to the Lord's people praying and uh, judgments delayed, etc., I want to say that uh, a delay is not necessarily a delete, meaning, of course, that the happening itself could actually happen, although not on the dates first um, spoken. Uh, God usually gets these revelations out ahead of time so that many people have a chance to get them, to get the exhortation, to get the correction, to move if necessary or whatever, you know. So I'm going to put a link here to uh, Prophecies, Dreams, and Visions, an article that I wrote uh, about settings uh, and delays, date setting and delays, and how to judge the false. So um, so this uh, countdown uh, for a mega Japan quake and tsunami to ruin the U.S. West coastline is common to these first three I'm going to talk about. Uh, As a sign of uh, weeks later, the coming of the California mega quake. Um, Okay. And we've already talked about this briefly. But uh, so I want to talk about prophecies by Joe Brandt and William Branham who had an excellent, excellent gift of word of knowledge and wisdom. 
Um, and these are from the 1930s that confirm what the Lord is showing Bill Weather and us today, that there's this great thing that's going to be a worldwide catastrophe, basically. In 1937, Joe Brandt saw an earthquake sink Los Angeles and much of California and Japan and more. Uh, the coming earthquake um, where it has an introduction on it by Jessica Madigan, May Ling, and uh, she said, On Christmas Eve in 1965, my husband, my closest friend, Friend Brandt, and her husband, Joe, were celebrating with sandwiches and coffee and fruitcake. And for some reason, Joe, Fran's husband, ventured to speak of the coming California earthquake. Joe was saying that he had an accident a fall from a horse when he was 17, and for days he had a concussion. During this period, a continuous dream came again and again, as if he were viewing a tremendous earthquake and inundation in California and other parts of the world. I listened politely, uh, made some comments, and uh, turned to talk to Fran about a new movie or some equally world-shaking event, <laughs> I was vaguely aware that Joe had brought uh, in a sheaf of papers, and he said that he would put it in my downstairs desk, that was in 1965, until I had time to read the dream. That time did not arrive until, by accident, I came across them uh, this week uh, in 1967. And pages upon pages written in a boy's handwriting about the coming California earthquake. It would take weeks to research all this material, but I phoned my former geology professor and read portions of it to him. Asking him, could this happen? Could California go down in just this way? Would other areas be affected in a matter of hours? He answered in the affirmative. Uh, Joe had written, uh, Sleeping and Dreaming, and in Drowsy Awakening, about positions of various faults. In other words, for all of that, he was receiving this revelation. Uh, strata of rock, earth movements, so much material that a geologist of many years would scarcely attempt such at work. This geological data was omitted from Jessica's book. Yet, here it was, waiting for me to find it two years for two years. Consciously, he knew nothing of geology or of the possibility of a coming earthquake. The notes are 30 years old, yellowed with age, and yet there is a clarity and an unbelievable reality in them. Some of the highlights must be given because I am certain now 
as I was not certain on Christmas Eve of 1965 that the California earthquake will come, and its coming is close at hand. Since Joe covered the areas around the world which would be affected, again, this is a, an earthquake or earthquakes that happen around the world, I believe, as the crust slips. Okay. Not all of these can be given, but for those of us in this land, especially California, these are the highlights of that vision. Okay, this is the dream uh, of an earthquake sinking Los Angeles, much of California, and Japan. Again, you could consider this an earthquake if it is uh, clearly the crust of the earth slipping um, uh, during a passing of something that was very magnetic uh, like Planet X. So this is Joe Brandt, 1937. I woke up in, a, in the hospital room with a terrific headache as if the whole world was revolving inside my brain. I remember vaguely the fall from my horse, Blackie, and as I lay there, pictures began to form in my mind, pictures that stood still. I seemed to be in another world, whether it was the future or it was some ancient land, I could not say. Uh, then slowly, like the silver screen of the talkies, but with color and smell and sound, I seemed to find myself in Los Angeles. But I swear it was much bigger, and buses and odd-shaped cars crowded the city streets, meaning, of course, he was seeing this in the, in the future in his future. I thought about Hollywood uh, Boulevard and um, I found myself there. Whether this is true, I do not know, but there were a lot of guys my age with beards and wearing some of them earrings. All of the girls, some of them Kino, whatever that means, I don't know, wore real short skirts. Yes, that's that did change. And they slouched along, moving like a dance. Yet they seemed familiar. I wondered if I could talk to them, and I said hello, but they didn't see or hear me. I decided I would look as funny to them as they <laughs> looked to me. I guess it is something you have to learn. I couldn't do it. I noticed uh, there was a quietness about the air, a kind of stillness. Something else was missing, something that should be there. At first, I couldn't figure it out. I didn't know what it was. Then I did. There were no birds. I listened. I walked two blocks north of the boulevard, all houses, no birds. I wondered what had happened to them. Had they gone away? Again, I could hear the stillness. Then I knew something was going to happen. Hmm, the birds knew it too, right? It certainly was not 1937. 
I saw a newspaper on the corner with the picture of the president, and it surely wasn't Mr. Roosevelt. He was bigger, heavier, big ears. Uh, if it wasn't 1937, I wondered what year it was. My eyes weren't working right. Someone was coming. Someone in 1937. Uh, it was that darned fat nurse ready to take my temperature, and I woke up. Crazy dream. The next day, gosh, my headache is worse. It is a wonder I didn't get killed on that horse. I've had another crazy dream back in Hollywood. Those people, why do they dress like that, I wonder? Funny glow about them. It is a, a shine around their head, something shining. I remember it now. I found myself back on the boulevard, and I was waiting for something to happen, and I was going to be there. I looked up at the clock down by the big theater. It was ten minutes to four. Something big was going to happen. I wondered if I went into a movie since nobody could see me, if I'd uh, like it. Some cardboard blonde was draped over the marquee with her legs six feet long, and it started to go in, but I started to go in, but it wasn't inside. I was in, But it wasn't inside, it says. I was waiting for something to happen outside, so I walked down the street, and in the concrete... They have names of stars. I just recognized a few of them. The other names I had never heard. I was getting bored. I wanted to get back to the hospital in Fresno. And I wanted to stay there on the boulevard, even if nobody could see me. Those crazy kids. Why are they dressed like that? Maybe it is some big Halloween doings, but it doesn't seem like Halloween. More like early spring. And there was that sound again, that sound, that lack of sound. Stillness, stillness, stillness. The quiet is getting bigger and bigger. I know it is going to happen. Something is going to happen. It is happening now, and it sure did. She woke me up, grinning and smiling, that fat one again. It's time for your milk, kiddo, she said. I remember those words. <laughs> uh, she says, gosh, old women of 30 acting like cat's pajamas. Uh, next time, maybe she'll bring a hot chocolate. <laughs> Where have I been? Where haven't I been? I've been to the ends of the earth and back. I've been to the end of the world. There isn't anything left, not even Fresno. Even though I'm lying here right this minute, if only my eyes would get a little clearer so that I can write all of this down. Nobody will believe me anyway. I'm going back to that last moment on the boulevard. Some sweet kid went past dragging a little boys, twins, I guess, by each hand. And her skirt was up, well, pretty high. 
and she had a tired look. And I thought for a minute I could ask her about the birds, what had happened to them, and then I remembered she hadn't seen me. Her hair was all frowsy, way out all over her head. A lot of them looked like that, but she looked so tired and like she was sorry about something. I guess she was sorry before it happened, because it, it surely did happen. There was a, a funny smell. I don't know where it came from. I didn't like it. A smell like sulfur, sulfuric acid, a smell like death. For a minute I thought I was back in chemistry class. When I looked around for the girl, she was gone. I wanted to find her for some reason. It was as if I knew something was going to happen and I could stay with her and help her. She was gone. And I walked half, half a block and then I saw the clock again. My eyes seemed glued to that clock. I couldn't move. I just waited. It was five minutes to four on a sunny afternoon, and I thought I would stand there looking at that clock forever, waiting for something to come. Then, when it came, it was nothing. It was just nothing. It, it wasn't nearly as hard as the earthquake we had two years ago. The ground shook just an instant. People looked at each other, surprised, and then they laughed, I laughed, too. So this was what I had been waiting for? This funny little shake? It meant nothing. I was relieved and was disappointed. What had been what I had been waiting for? And I started back up the boulevard, moving my legs like those kids. How do they do it? I, I never found out. I felt as if the ground wasn't solid under me and I knew I was dreaming, and yet I wasn't dreaming. There was that smell again, coming up from the ocean. It was getting to the 5 and 10 store. I was getting to the 5 and 10 store, and I saw the look on the kids' faces. Two of them were right in front of me, coming my way. Quote, let's get out of this place. Let's go back east, unquote. He seemed scared. It wasn't as if the sidewalks were trembling, but you couldn't seem to see them. Not with your eyes. You couldn't. An old lady had a dog and a little white dog, and she stopped and looked scared and grabbed him in her arms and said, Let's go home, Frou-Frou. Uh, Mama is going to take you home, unquote. That poor lady hanging on to her dog. I got scared, real scared. I remembered the girl, and she was way down the block, probably. I ran and ran, and the ground kept trembling, and I couldn't see it. I couldn't see it. But I knew it was trembling, and everybody looked scared. They looked terrible. One young lady just sat down on the sidewalk, all doubled up. She kept saying, quote, earthquake. It's the earthquake, unquote, over and over. But I couldn't see that anything was different. Then, when it came, 
how it came, like nothing in God's world. Like nothing. It was like the scream of a siren, long and low, or the scream of a woman I heard having a baby when I was a kid. It was awful. It was as if something, some monster, was pushing up the sidewalks. You felt it long before you saw it, as if the sidewalks wouldn't hold you any more. I looked out at the cars. They were honking, but not scared. They just kept moving. They didn't seem to know yet that anything was happening. Then, uh, that white car, that baby half-sized one, came sprawling from the inside lane right against the curb. Obviously, he didn't recognize those cars. The girl who was uh, driving just sat there. She sat there with her eyes staring as if she couldn't move. But I could hear her. She made funny noises. I watched her thinking of the other girl, and I said that it was a dream and I would wake up. But I didn't wake up. The shaking had started again, but this time different. It was a nice shaking, like a cradle being rocked for a minute. And then I saw the middle of the boulevard seemed to be breaking in two. The concrete looked as if it were being pushed straight up but some giant by some giant shovel. It was breaking in two. That's why the girl's car went out of control. And then a loud sound again, like I've never heard before. Then hundreds of sounds, all kinds of sounds. Children and women and those crazy guys with earrings. They were all moving, some of them above the sidewalk. I can't describe it. They were lifted up. And the waters kept oozing, oozing. The cries. God, it was awful. I woke up. I never want to have that dream again. It came again, like the first time, which was a preview of all I could remember, was uh, that it was the end of the world. I was right back there, all that crying, right in the middle of it. My eardrums felt as if they were going to burst. Noise everywhere, people falling down, some of them hurt badly. Pieces of buildings, chips flying in the air. One hit me hard on the side of the face, but it didn't seem I didn't seem to feel it. I wanted to wake up to get away from this place. It had been fun in the beginning, the first dream. And when I kind of knew I was going to dream the end of the world or something. and uh, But this was terrible. There were older people in the cars. Most of the kids were on the street. But those old guys were yelling bloody murder as if anybody could help them. Nobody could help anybody. It was then I felt myself lifted up. Maybe I had died. I don't know, but I was over the city, and I was uh, tilting, and it was tilting towards the ocean like a picnic table. 
The buildings were holding better than you could believe. They were holding. They were holding. They were holding. The people saw that they were holding, and they tried to cling to them or get inside. It was fantastic, like a building had a will of its own, everything else breaking around them, and they were holding, holding. I was up over them, looking down. I started to root for them. Quote, hold that line, unquote, I said. Hold that line, hold that line, hold that line. I wanted to cheer, to shout, to scream. If the buildings held, those buildings on the boulevard, maybe the girl, the girl with the two kids, maybe she could get inside. It looked that way for a long time, maybe three minutes. And three minutes was like forever. Uh, you knew they were going to hold, even if the waters kept coming up, only they didn't. I've never imagined uh, what it would be like for a building to die. A building dies just like a person. It gives way. Some of the bigger ones did just that. They began to crumble like an old man with palsy who couldn't take it any more. They crumbled right down to nothing, and the little ones screamed like mad over and above the roar of the people. They were mad about dying, but buildings die. I couldn't look any more at the people. I kept wanting to get higher. Then I seemed to be out of it all, but I, I could see. I seemed to be up on Big Bear near San Bernardino, but the funny thing was that I could see everywhere. I knew what was happening. The earth seemed to start to tremble again. I could feel it even though I was high up. This time it lasted maybe 12 seconds, and uh, it was gentle. You couldn't believe anything so gentle could cause so much damage. But then I saw the streets of Los Angeles and everything between the San Bernardino Mountains and Los Angeles. It was still tilting towards the ocean. Houses, everything that was left. I could see the big lanes, dozens of big lanes still loaded with cars, sliding the same way. Now the ocean was coming in, moving like a huge snake across the land. I wondered how long it was, and I could see the clock. Even though I wasn't there on the boulevard, it was 4.29. It had been half an hour, and I was glad I couldn't hear the crying any more. but I could see everything. I could see everything. Then, like looking at a huge map of the world, I could see what was happening on the land and with the people. San Francisco was feeling it, but she was not in any way like Hollywood or Los Angeles. Uh, it was moving just like that earthquake movie with Jeanette MacDonald and Gable. I could see all those mountains coming together. I knew it was going to happen to San Francisco, 
it was going to turn over. It would turn upside down. It went quickly because of the twisting, and I guess I, it seemed much faster than Hollywood, but then I wasn't exactly there. I was a long way off. I was a long, long way off, and I shut my eyes for a long time, I guess ten minutes, and when I opened them, I saw Grand Canyon. And when I looked at Grand Canyon, that great big gap was closing in, and Boulder Dam was being pushed from underneath, and then Nevada, and on up to Reno, way down south, way down, Baja, California, and Mexico too. It looked like some volcano down there was erupting along with everything else. And I saw the map of South America, especially Colombia. Another volcano, eruption, shaking violently. I seemed to be seeing a movie with three months before, of three months before, before the Hollywood earthquake. Venezuela seemed to be having some kind of volcanic activity. Away off in the distance, I could see Japan on a fault, too. It was so far off, not easy to see because I was still on Big Bear Mountain, but it started to go into the sea. I couldn't hear screaming, uh, but I could see the surprised look on their faces. They looked so surprised. Japanese girls are well made, uh, supple, easy, muscles that move well, pretty too, but they were all like dolls. It was so far away, I could hardly see it. In a minute or two, it seemed over, and everybody was gone, and there was nobody left. And then here's a note. Uh, Brother Branham said, Japan, she's ready to rock to pieces right now. And there's no way you can stop it because they have neglected to do exactly what God told them to do. Instead of preach the gospel, they have built buildings and had fine scholarships and educations. And that was from Uncertain Sound. Okay. Uh, back to him. He said, I didn't know time. Now I could see a clock. I tried to see the island of Hawaii. I could see huge tidal waves beating against it. The people on the streets were getting wet and they were scared, but I didn't see anybody go into the sea. I seemed way around the globe. Uh, more flooding. Uh, is the world going to be drenched? Constantinople. Black Sea rising. Suez Canal, for some reason, seemed to be drying up. Sicily, she doesn't hold. I couldn't see the, a map. Mount Etna, Mount Etna is shaking. And a lot of area seemed to go. But it seemed to be earlier or later. I wasn't sure of time now. England, huge floods, but no tidal waves. Water, water everywhere, but no one was going into the sea. P. 
People were frightened and crying. Some places they fell to the streets on their knees and started to pray for the world. I didn't know the English were emotional. Ireland, Scotland, all kinds of churches were crowded. It seemed night and day. People were carrying candles, and everybody was crying for California, Nevada, parts of Colorado, maybe even all of it, even Utah. Everybody was crying. Most of them didn't even know anybody in California, Nevada, Utah, but they were crying as if they were blood kin, like one family, like it happened to them. New York was coming into view. She was still there. Nothing had happened, yet water level was way up. Here things were different. People were running in the streets and yelling, End of the world! Kids ran into restaurants and ate everything in sight. I saw a shoe store with all the shoes gone in about five minutes. Fifth Avenue, everybody running, some radio blasting, bigger, bigger, a loudspeaker that in a few minutes power might be shut off. They just, they must control themselves. Five girls were running like mad towards the YMCA, that place on Lexington or somewhere, but Nothing was happening in New York. I saw an old lady with garbage cans filling them with water. Everybody seemed scared to death. Some people looked dazed. The streets seemed filled with loudspeakers, and it wasn't daylight. It was night. I I just would add this, I wonder, because New York is... um, Supposedly pretty well built over an extinct volcano. Did they expect something to happen there because it was happening uh, on the West Coast? I don't know. Okay, back to him, Joe. I saw, like the next day, and everything was topsy-turvy. Loudspeakers again about fuel tanks broken in areas, shortage of oil. People seemed to be looting markets. I saw a lot of places that seemed safe and people were not so scared, especially the rural areas. Here everything was almost as if nothing had happened. People seemed headed to these places, some on foot, some in cars, and still had fuel. I heard, or somehow I knew, that somewhere in the Atlantic land had come up a lot of land. I was getting awfully tired. I wanted to wake up. Yes, we've heard this about the passing of Planet X, that um, a lot of land will appear and a lot of land will disappear beneath the waters. Okay. Again, Joe said, I wanted to go back to the girl to know where she was and those two kids. I found myself back in Hollywood and it was still 4.29. I wasn't up on Big Bear at all. I was perched over Hollywood, and I was just there. It seemed perfectly natural in my dream. I could hear now, I could hear someplace, 
a radio station blasting out, telling people not to panic. They were dying in the streets. There were picture uh, stations with movies, some right in Hollywood. These were carrying on with all the shaking. One fellow in the picture station was uh, a little short guy who should have been scared to death, but he wasn't. He kept shouting and reading instructions. Something about helicopters or planes would go over. Some kind of planes. But I knew they couldn't. Things were happening in the atmosphere. The waves were rushing up now. Waves. Such waves. Nightmare waves. Then I saw again Boulder Dam going down. Pushing together, pushing together, and breaking apart. No, Grand Canyon was pushing together, and Boulder Dam was breaking apart. It was still daylight, and all these radio stations went off at the same time. Boulder Dam had broken. I wondered how everybody would know about it, people back east. That was when I saw the ham radio operators. I saw them in the darndest places, as if I were right there with them, like the little guy with glasses they kept sounding the alarm. One kept saying, This is California. We are going into the sea. This is California. We are going into the sea. Get to high places. Get to mountains. All states west. This is California. We are going in. And then we were going in to the... I thought he was going to say sea, but I couldn't see him. He was inland. But the waters had come in. His hand was still clinging to the table. He was trying to get up so that once again he could say, This is California. We are going into the sea. This is California. We are going into the sea. I seemed to hear this over and over for what seemed hours. Just those words. They kept it up until the last minute, all of them calling out, Get to the mountains. This is California. We are going into the sea. I believe there's a mountain range between uh, the part that does break off and the, the land that stays. Uh, so that could be part of that. I don't know. I woke up. It didn't seem as if I had been dreaming. I have never been so tired. For a minute or two, I thought it had happened and I wondered about two things. I hadn't seen what happened to Fresno, and I hadn't found out what happened to that girl. I've been thinking about it all morning. I'm going home tomorrow. I, it was just a dream. It was nothing more. Nobody in the future on Hollywood Boulevard is going to be wearing earrings and those beards. Nothing like that is ever going to happen. 
That girl was so real to me. That girl with those kids. It won't ever happen. But if it did, how could I tell her? Maybe she isn't even born yet to move away from California when she has her twins. And she can't be on the boulevard that day. She was so gosh darned real. The other thing, those ham operators hanging on like that over and over saying the same thing. This is California. We are going into the sea. We're going into the sea. Get to the mountains. Get to the hilltops. California, Nevada, Colorado, Arizona, Utah. This is California. We are going into the sea. And he said, I guess I'll hear that for days. And I want to share with you um, William Branham's confirmation of this. Many of you may not know of William Branham. He had an extreme good gift of prophecy and uh, word of knowledge, word of wisdom, and a great power of healing. And um, But he said, a prophecy that I made about 1935 or something like that said... The time would come that the sea would weep its way into the desert. Unquote. Look what'll take place. If that thousands of square miles falls down into the lava of the earth and slides in, there'll be millions die at one time, and that'll cause such a tidal wave. Remember, Plumb up into the Salton Sea is a hundred or two hundred feet lower than the sea level. That water will probably come almost to Tucson with that tidal wave coming across there. And the sea shall weep its way into the desert. That was William Branham trying to do God a service without being in the will of God in 6 and 25. That's where this was found. The Spirit of the Lord came upon the prophet as he was preaching in Los Angeles. We don't know what time, he said, and you don't know what time, that this city one day is going to be laying out here in the bottom of this ocean. Unquote. And he said, O Capernaum, said Jesus, Thou who exalted into heaven will be brought down into hell. For if the mighty works had been done in Sodom and Gomorrah, it had been standing till this day. And Sodom and Gomorrah lays at the bottom of the Dead Sea, and Capernaum's in the bottom of the sea. Thou city who claims to be the city of angels, who's exalted yourself into heaven, and sent all the dirty, filthy things of fashions and things till even foreign countries come here to pick up our filth and send it away with your fine churches and steeples and so forth the way you do. 
Remember, one day you'll be laying in the bottom of this sea. He went on to say, there's a great cavernous honeycomb under you right now. The wrath of God is belching right beneath you. How much longer will he hold together this sandbar hanging over that? That ocean out yonder, a mile deep, will slide plumb back to the Salton Sea. It'll be worse than the the last day of Pompeii. Repent, Los Angeles. Repent the rest of you and turn to God. The hour of His wrath is upon the earth. Flee while there's time to flee and come into Christ. Let us pray. And that came from Choosing the Bride, page 35, 3-5. And again, quote, The last meeting I had in California while speaking and didn't know nothing happened until I got on the street, it told California, I said, quote, Capernaum, Capernaum, uh, the city that's called by the name of the angels. That's Los Angeles. You've exalted yourself into heaven, but you'll be brought down into hell. For if the mighty works had been done in Sodom, that's been done in you, it would have been standing till this day. Now, the last few days, the great roaring and popping, then here come out a paper of science that said, quote, it's all honeycombed. It's got to go under, unquote. They just know it. And you watch, the water will come plumb back to the, into the Salton Sea. Los Angeles is doomed for judgment. I tell you before it happened that you might know when it does happen, I never spoke that by myself. And I've never had him to tell me one thing but what happened. And you can hear, you can bear record of that. That's right. When? I don't know. I went out and they told me what I said. And I listened. I went back and searched the scriptures. You know, Jesus said almost in them same words about Capernaum and Sodom and Gomorrah was in the bottom of the Dead Sea. I suppose uh, was then and later, about a hundred years later, Capernaum slid into the sea, and it's in the sea. The same God that put Sodom in the sea for its sins, the same God that put Capernaum in the sea for its sins, the same God will put Los Angeles in the sea for its sins, that city of corruption. And that was taken from Works is Faith Express, page 8, 61-64. Well, let me just say this. Okay, I'm going to kind of switch directions a little bit here. Uh, physical earthquakes and tsunamis, revelations of them, can be a sign of spiritual earthquakes and tsunamis, a division of peoples and judgments upon peoples can be signified here. Um, 
I want to look at this latter spiritual scenario now with Revelations. You can usually tell by looking at something whether there are uh, impossible things that could happen in the letter, which lets you, kind of gives you an idea what kind of dream or revelation this is, right? So uh, this is three tsunamis of judgment hit the West Coast. And this was from Living in His Glory, a YouTube, seven seven twenty two. In the dream, me and my wife were in our house, and we were just doing our regular stuff around the house, and all of a sudden we see water start pouring into the house. Well, let me say, uh, physical tsunamis don't start slowly pouring into a house. They can travel from 500 to 700 miles an hour, and you don't know until it's there. And these are the, the waters of the curse, I believe, in this revelation. The waters of the curse of judgment that begins at the house of God and then makes its way to the rest of the wicked outside of the church. First Peter 4.17 says, For the time has come for judgment to begin at the house of God. And if it begins first at us, what shall be the end of them that obey not the gospel of God? So we left the house and took the keys, the wallet, the phone, and the stuff we needed and ran out of the house up this huge flight of stairs. You don't have any time to do that with a uh, tsunami, okay? The wallet, uh, I believe, represents provision. The keys represent uh, probably the key of David. The phone represents our constant communication with the Spirit of God. Uh, Revelation 3, 7 through 10 says this, And to the angel of the church in Philadelphia write, These things saith he that is holy, he that is true, he that hath the key of David, he that openeth and none shut, and that uh, shutteth and none openeth. Um, I know thy works. Behold, I have set before thee a door opened, which none can shut, that thou hast a little power, and didst keep my word, and didst not deny my name. Behold, I give of the synagogue of Satan, of them that say they are Jews, and they are not, but do lie. Behold, I will make them to come and worship before thy feet, and to know that I have loved thee. Because thou didst keep the word of my patience, I also will keep thee from the hour of trial, that hour which is to come upon the whole world to try them that dwell upon the earth. And he went on to say, As we were running up this flight of stairs, I remember telling people, God's done with it. He's tired of the homosexuals and of people living in sin. He's tired of people fornicating. He gave you time to repent. And the same God that flooded Noah's age is the same God that's about to flood you. Repent so you can make it up the stairs. Mm-hmm. Proverbs 18 and 10. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous runneth into it and is safe. 
Yes, these judgments that come, there is a safe place, the name, the nature, character, and authority of the Lord that we enter into as we receive a renewed mind of the Word of God. And Second Peter 2, 4-9, For if God spared not angels when they sinned, but cast them down to hell, and committed them to pits of darkness, to be reserved unto judgment, and spared not the ancient world, but preserved Noah with seven others, a preacher of righteousness, when he brought a flood upon the world of the ungodly and turning the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah into ashes, condemned them with an overthrow, having made them an example unto those that should live ungodly, and delivered righteous lot, sore distressed by the lascivious life of the wicked. For that righteous man dwelling among them, and in seeing and hearing, vexed his righteous soul from day to day, with their lawless deeds. The Lord knoweth how to deliver godly the godly out of temptation and to keep the righteous under punishment unto the day of judgment. When I said this, he says, I was referring to this long staircase that was a very tall platform. <clears throat> Well, since it's very unlikely that you would see such a platform near the beach, and uh, you couldn't outrun a tsunami anyway, this platform represents that in Proverbs 18 and 10, the name of the Lord is a strong tower, and the righteous runneth into it and is safe. Then he says, uh, The people on the beach were dressed however they wanted to be, and they laughed at me, as well as uh, the rush of other people that were with me to go up these stairs. Along with the righteous, uh, those in apostate Christianity may escape some of the initial judgments, but ultimately, without repentance, they will be judged for their idolatry with the world and its ways. He, w he went on to say, so me and my wife go up these stairs, and we were looking down from the balcony, and we saw this massive tsunami. It was as high as a skyscraper. It hit the west coast and the beaches and killed everyone on the beaches. Now, of course, we do not deny that this could physically happen, and very well could, very well could physically happen. Uh, overall, this, this dream is obviously a spiritual dream. As we can see, platforms waiting for the tsunami, so on and so forth. And this is the crazy part. We were in a very, very high platform that had a staircase going up. And on the platform, there was a bunch of other people we didn't know. But we were all looking at each other. And some people were cooking and talking, and other people were just looking down, and I was with my wife. This was a massive platform the size of a small city. So now you, you have to believe, now if you do believe that this is literal, um, I can show you a seven-headed monster with ten horns that some people also say is literal, 
because they manipulated their DNA, right? So have you heard that? <laughs> yeah, I have. Uh, Psalm 9, 7 through 12 says, But the Lord sitteth as king forever. He hath prepared his throne for judgment, and he will judge the world in righteousness. He will minister judgment to the peoples in uprightness. The Lord also will be a high tower for the oppressed, a high tower in times of trouble. And they that know thy name will put their trust in thee. For thou, Lord, hast not forsaken them that seek thee. Sing praises to the Lord who dwelleth in Zion. Declare among the people his doings. For he that maketh inquisition for blood remembereth them. He forgetteth not the cry of the poor. Then uh, they went on to say, The tsunami was not high enough to reach where we were on the balcony. There was a comfortable amount of separation between us and the tsunami. So we came back down after the tsunami hit, and everybody that was on this platform came down, and we go back to our regular life. We went back into the house, and we were talking, and we went back to cooking and to our regular life. Of course, the house probably wouldn't be there, right? In the natural. But um, this indicates that uh, the judgments will come in waves because the house was not taken out by the tsunami. Then the uh, second time, the same thing happened. We saw water coming into the house again. So we went in a hurry, drove our car, parked, and this time there's people arguing in the parking lot. I was like, y'all, just drop the argument. Let's go up the platform quickly. And this time we didn't try to evangelize. We just ran right up the balcony to this platform. <laughs> Romans fourteen one through 4 says, but him that is weak in faith receive ye, yet not for decisions of scruples or doubtful disputations. One man hath faith to eat all things, but he that is weak eateth herbs. Let not him that eateth set it not him that eateth not, and let not him that eateth not judge him that eateth, for God hath received him. Who art thou that judges the servant of another? To his own Lord he standeth or falleth. Yea, he shall be made to stand, for the Lord hath power to make him stand. All the people arguing instead of getting on the platform, right? The tsunami was even taller this time, but the platform was taller too. Everybody was on the beach again the same way as was the first. I remember thinking to myself and telling everybody around me on the platform, quote, they just saw the first crowd get wiped out not long ago. This is ridiculous. Why don't they repent and join us? Yes, I'm sure that Noah felt the same way. So everyone on the beach were a bunch of homosexuals, again, dressed really nasty. People were drinking and smoking and doing all that they wanted to do on the beach, 
and the wave came again and just took them all away. I saw these sea creature beasts in the waters mingled in. Again, the platform was even higher. So once the tsunami swept everything out to sea, then we went down to the uh, down the platform again. Then it happened a third time. This time I remember more vividly the path that we were taking to run to the platform. And as we were running, there were people looking at us like we were crazy. I said, You all are crazy. You don't understand. But they just looked at us like we were out of our minds because we had everything we needed, like our IDs, our wallet, some cash, house keys, in case we come back again. <laughs> we just had enough to actually make it to the platform to survive on the platform. But everybody around, down on the streets, were just talking so casual but I and my wife knew in the spirit that something serious and terrible was about to hit. So we just ran up this platform the third time, and when I saw the wave coming, we were still very comfortably above the tsunami. This last tsunami was uh, massive because the platform was shaking like an earthquake. It wasn't rocking, but we knew there was a seriousness to this last one. Then I woke up, and I couldn't go back to sleep for a while. I prayed about it, that God would account me and my wife worthy not to go through that wave of judgment. Uh, it brings to mind uh, Luke 21, 34 and 36. But take heed to yourselves lest happily your hearts be overcharged with surfeiting, or overindulging, right? And drunkenness, and the cares of this life. And that day come on you suddenly as a snare. For so shall it come upon all them that dwell on the face of all of the earth. But watch ye at every season, making supplication, that ye may prevail to escape all these things that shall come to pass, and to stand before the Son of Man. So, uh, they said, my interpretation to the dream is that there's going to be a series of judgments that's going to be passed upon the West Coast, because this place where I live is full of wickedness and perversion. Yep. Well, there is a larger interpretation of this dream that involves all of the of apostate Christianity as well as the wicked of the earth receiving these judgments. And he went on to say, uh, about six months ago, I had a very similar dream where I was on a beach and I was looking. No one was there. It was really dark and cloudy really ominous feeling, and I heard thunder, but I didn't see lightning, and I knew in the spirit that a tsunami was coming. Then a couple of months later, I dreamed I saw our family members that, didn't, that don't want to go with Christ, and I was on a boat with Jesus, and I reached my hand out, and I said, Y'all get on the boat in Jesus' name. 
And they said, We'll get on the boat, but don't say in Jesus' name. I said, What are you talking about? Get on the boat so you don't drown in Jesus' name. They just crossed their arms and said no, and they drowned and died. And then I woke up. Hmm. Well, that's very clear. He went on to say, God isn't playing, y'all. When the, the Word of God tells us to repent, it means stop living in sin. You can stop living in sin. You can carry your cross. You need to be walking by the Spirit to not get swept away. Walk by the Spirit, and you will not satisfy the desires of the flesh. And get ready. You're not going to make it trusting in your own wisdom to get out of judgment. True. Because these ways will, I believe, cover the world. Okay. And here's one given to Angelica Garza, 7-14-22. Called it, Household Salvation from Tsunamis. Mm Mm-hmm. After watching some videos concerning prophetic warnings of tsunamis, I was praying for all the people and for my family that lives on the Gulf Coast of Texas. I asked the Lord to show me if my family was in danger or if any tsunami would hit Corpus Christi. I'm not sure if this dream is literal or spiritual or both, so I will just share what I remember. In the dream, I was at my aunt's house, which is a small wooden house. Only in the dream, the house was not exactly the same as it is in real life. The inside layout seemed bigger and different. So it's talking about a larger group of people, right? Not just this house, right? So this represents the larger corporate apostate church which many of our loved ones are still trapped in. God likens Israel and Judah as two sisters, represented by the aunt and Angelica's mom in Ezekiel 23, 1-31. In verse 4 it says, Ohola the elder and Oholaba her sister, and they became mine. They bear sons and daughters. And as for their names, Samaria is Ohola, and Jerusalem Oholaba. These two played the harlot with surrounding nations and were judged by God. Yeah. So back to Angelica. She said, I was looking out from what should be the back door or porch area, only it was not the backyard. The porch looked like the seawall we have in downtown Corpus Christi, which has steps leading down to the sea level. Instead of seeing the sea, it seemed I was looking out at a dried-up riverbed. My brother and sister's home was way out in the distance to the right. It seemed the water had already receded way beyond their home and I knew that it was still receding even beyond my view. It was building up to be something terrible or massive like a huge tsunami. Yes, uh, 
Sins are being stored up for the day of judgment. People think they got away with it because nothing's happened so far. But that's what happens. So this is representing huge judgments coming upon the apostate church, but many of God's elect will be spared or preserved through it. I called my mom and aunt out to come and see as I was alarmed about it. I told them it was coming and we needed to get back inside the house before it came. My mom was being stubborn and was not concerned. This upset me, but she reluctantly went inside. Well, let me say the apostate church has been ignoring God's true prophets and his warnings for many years. Their doctrine allows their stubborn, self-willed rebellion to the word of God because of their false doctrinal beliefs. And the Lord will have have mercy on many who are trapped in apostasy so that they can be saved in the coming judgments. Okay, back to Angelica. She said, The water now began to rush in slowly, sort of in a controlled fashion. That's not actually how a tsunami works. It seems that it should come, uh, should have come in a much faster in natural terms, but it didn't. Okay. Yep, these judgments are going to come because God wants people to repent. And when people see it coming, they need time to repent. Uh, I'm not saying sudden judgments won't come. They will. But judgment after judgment will increase, I believe. So this is just like the revelation above where the water started coming into the house. But they had time to make it to the tower uh, of safety. The water was coming up the steps and above the house. The odd thing is that I was still watching it through a glass door that I had not seen before. It was like watching fish and things in an aquarium with murky water. Well, Matthew thirteen forty-seven through 50 says, Again, the kingdom of heaven is like unto a net that was cast into the sea and gathered of every kind, which when it was filled they drew up on the beach, and they sat down and gathered the good into vessels, but the bad they cast away. So shall it be in the end of the world. The angels shall come forth and sever the wicked from among the righteous. That's happening. And shall cast them into the furnace of fire. There shall be the weeping and the gnashing of teeth. Amen. So she says, Now somehow I was in the bathroom on the right side of the back door, and I was now trapped in there with the same aquarium-type view of the murky water above the house. The bathroom, I believe, is a place where we get rid of spiritual waste in our lives. And then we will be on the right side, like she was. <laughs> she said, I was thinking, can I breathe in here? I just have to wait until the water goes down. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, being able to breathe under the water represents the new man's safety. But the old man dies in the baptism. In other words, self dies in baptism, right? I knew the water would go down and that somehow the house would still be left standing. Of course, not not possible in a natural tsunami. And then I woke up. So the house, I believe, represents our eternal vessel, which is how which is now being taken over by the spiritual man. You know, we plunder the carnal man, as Jesus commanded, because we're taking over his house. I asked the Lord for a word by faith at random, and my finger was on. A centurion came to beseech him. Well, this story represents the household salvation that we receive for our loved ones through faith in the promises. And then she gave Matthew 8 and 5, 5 through 13, in context. And when he was entered into Capernaum. Okay, there it is again. In uh, William Branham's prophecy, uh, we just shared, the Lord is calling Los Angeles, Capernaum. Los Angeles will fall into the sea, just as Sodom and Gomorrah did or portions of it did, just like the centurion's servant was saved in Capernaum through his faith, so will our loved ones be. Continuing, um, he was entered into Capernaum, and there came unto him a centurion, beseeching him, and saying, Lord, my servant lieth in the house sick of the palsy, grievously tormented. And he saith unto him, I will come and heal him. And the centurion answered and said, Lord, I'm not worthy that thou shouldest come under my roof, but only say the word, and my servant shall be healed. For I also am a man under authority, having under myself soldiers. And I say to this one, Go, and he goeth, and to another come, and he cometh, and to my servant do this, and he doeth it. And when Jesus heard it, he marveled, and said to them that followed, Verily I say unto you, I have not found so great a faith, no, not in Israel. And I say unto you, that many shall come from the east and the west, and shall sit down with Abraham and Isaac and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. But the sons of the kingdom, talking about the Jews at that time, shall be cast forth into outer darkness. There shall be the weeping and the gnashing of teeth. And, of course, it's true of our time, too. The Christians are in the same situation. There are many Christians that will split hell wide open. And Jesus said unto the centurion, Go thy way, as thou hast believed, so shall it be done unto thee. And the servant was healed in that hour. So she said, I was thinking of Isaiah 43, 1-21 for the dream. Verse 1, But now thus saith the Lord that created thee, O Jacob, and he that formed thee, O Israel, Fear not, for I have redeemed thee, I have called thee by thy name, thou art mine. 
And when thou passest through the waters, I will be with thee. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow thee. And when thou walkest through the fire, thou shalt not be burned, neither shall the flame kindle upon thee. For I am the Lord thy God, the Holy One of Israel, thy Savior. And I have given Egypt as thy ransom. In other words, in the place of you. Ethiopia and Seba in thy stead. Since thou hast been precious in my sight and honorable, and I have loved thee, therefore will I give men in thy stead, and peoples instead of thy life. Fear not, for I am with thee, and I will bring thy seed from the east, and gather thee from the west, and I will say to the north, Give up, and to the south, Keep not back, bringing my sons from far, and my daughters from the ends of the earth, even every one that is called by my name, and whom I have created for my glory, whom I have formed, yea, whom I have made. Bring forth the blind people that have eyes, and the deaf that have ears. Let all the nations be gathered together, and let the peoples be assembled. Who among them can declare this? And show us former things. Let them bring their witnesses that they may be justified, or let them hear and say, It is truth. You are my witnesses, says the Lord, my servant whom I have chosen, that you may know and believe me and understand that I am he. Before me there was no God formed, neither shall there be after me. I, even I, am the Lord, and besides me there is no Savior. I have declared, and I have saved, and I have showed, and there is no strange God among you. Therefore ye are my witnesses, says the Lord, I am God. Yea, since the day was, I am He. There is none that can deliver out of my hand, and will work, and who can hinder it? And of course, the only way we know God is through His Word. We can't know Him through religion. There are so many religions out there uh, that are so apostate that they don't save. Okay, Verse 14, Thus saith the Lord your Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel, for your sakes I have sent to Babylon, and I will bring down all of them as fugitives, even the Chaldeans, in the ships of their rejoicing. Again, the deep state is going down. And I am the Lord your Holy One, the Creator of Israel, your King. Thus saith the Lord, who maketh a way in the sea, and a path in the mighty waters, who bringeth forth the chariot and the horse, the army and the mighty man. They lie down together. They shall not arise. They are extinct. They are quenched as a wick. So we see that the mighty waters took down their enemies that were chasing them. These judgments will do the same thing. In fact, these judgments are doing the same thing. There is a Red Sea happening now, and it will intensify. Verse 18. Remember ye not the former things, neither consider the things of old. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now shall it spring forth. Shall you not know it? 
I will even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. The beasts of the field shall honor me, the jackals and the ostriches, because I give waters in the wilderness and rivers in the desert to give drink to my people, my chosen, the people which I form for myself, that they might set forth my praise. And we're going to leave a bunch of links here for you to look at if you want to. But then we're going to go to Claire Pinar's Revelation, A Man-Child Returns with Tsunami Judgments. Mm-hmm. I dreamed that Rion and I were in a restaurant, and we had all his brother and sister's children with us. Well, as we will see, this restaurant represents feeding on the promises of the Word, where there is safety from the curse and judgment. There were eight kids altogether. The number eight represents complete salvation with references to the flood. Eight were saved through the flood of Noah's day, uh, 1 Peter 3 and 20. The long-suffering of God waited in the days of Noah while the ark was preparing, wherein few, that is, eight souls, were saved through water. So we see lots of water. Our fruit is multiplied, Claire said, represented by the increase of children when we are resting in the promises of God. It reminded me of Second Peter 1, 3 through 8. Seeing that his divine power hath granted us all things that pertain unto life and godliness, through the knowledge of him that called us by his own glory and virtue. That knowledge, by the way, can be had in the word of God, uh, and it will cause us to escape uh, by God's divine power whereby he hath granted unto us his precious and exceeding great promises, that through these you may become partakers of the divine nature, having escaped from the corruption that is in the world by lust. Yea, and for this very cause, adding on your part all diligence in your faith, supply virtue, and in your virtue knowledge, and in your knowledge self-control, and in your self-control patience, and in your patience godliness, and in your godliness brotherly kindness, and in your brotherly kindness love. For if these things are yours and abound, they make you not idle or unfruitful unto the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Okay, so God gives this the gift of this nature of Jesus Christ to you because your faith in him when he died on that cross took your sins away and gave you his life which is these attributes believe it and receive it we were all sitting at a long table having a really good time with them the children were loving and respectful to us and for some reason i knew we were in queensland and she says, Queensland represents the fallen earth that we're 
we've resided on since Genesis 3. It's the whole world. Well, my thought is, speaking of the world Babylon, it says in Revelation 18, 4 through 8, And I heard another voice from heaven saying, Come forth, my people, out of her, that you have no fellowship with her sins, and that you receive not of her plagues. For her sins have reached even unto heaven, and God hath remembered her iniquities. So, in come the waves, right? Yes. Verse 6, Render unto her, even as she rendered double unto her, the double according to her works. And this will be done to Babylon worldwide. In the cup which she mingled, mingle unto her double. I want to say Babylon is both uh, worldwide and it, it has religion worldwide. And God still tells you to come out of her, right? How much soever she glorified herself and waxed wanton, so much give her of torment and mourning. For she saith in her heart, I sit a queen and am no widow. There it is. There's your queen's land, right? Worldwide queen's land. I sit a queen and am no widow and shall in no wise see mourning. Therefore, in one day shall her plagues come, death and mourning and famine, and she shall be utterly burned with fire, for strong is the Lord who judged her. We were not near the ocean or a large body of water. We were about to go outside to the pool that was part of this restaurant, and then these waves came that were the biggest I've seen in any of my dreams. I was, it was really scary. Some of the children started crying, and I consoled them and took photos of them. Luca, my nephew, said, I love you, Auntie Claire. <clears throat> I love you a lot. His name means bringer of light. I believe he represents the pre-anointed man-child reformers who are currently faithful to bring the light of the truth through the good news of the gospel uh, to the people. And uh, Claire represents a portion of the bride body who is loved by the man-child as it was with Jesus. There were four sets of waves that destroyed everything outside. As soon as the wave broke, the water dissipated to reveal rock formations and erosion. The fifth wave hit, and this time I thought the glass windows that enclosed the restaurant would break, but they did not. And after this wave, the water became muddy. Well, this reminds me of the three waves of tsunami judgments revelation and Angelica's tsunami dream with the murky waters that we just shared. Then there were clear skies. I got in the pool with the children and I remember telling them not to get the water in their mouths. 
Well, water represents the curse. And uh, the wave that brings the water represents the curse. And we don't want the curses in our mouths or spitting it out to curse ourselves and others. So watch what you say, right? When this was too hard of a task to obey, we got out of the water. And in the sky I saw a black cloud the size of my fist, and I heard the words, Weather Warfare, in my head. Well, uh, many of the judgments that are coming upon the earth and its people are going to come through wicked men. The riders on the horses in Revelation 6 represent corporate bodies of men bringing curses. Even the first one, the white horse rider, is Jesus manifested in the man-child body to the earth, who, like Moses, brings all the other judgments. Remember all the judgments came? Moses was a judgment to Egypt and a correction to Israel. But he also brought all the other judgments that, quote, restored, distort, destroyed Egypt. So we got back under cover of the restaurant and waited. I believe this represents feeding on the word and its promises so that we have the faith to overcome the judgments that are coming. There was nothing we could do except wait. We listened to David Eel's teachings. And then there was a young man who came on the program after David Eels, who I've never seen or heard before. He said that we will walk on water and we will raise the dead, but not all the time, only when Father allows. I believe this young man represents the latter rain anointed man-child reformers, who will be restored like Moses the man-child, right? Then the podcast cut to a video of uh, black students praising and singing to King Jesus. However, they were in enemy territory at a university in South Africa, and they were going to be slaughtered. Well, we know in the last three and a half years of the tribulation, which is not that far away, the uh, beast will make war against the saints, and there will be many martyrs. A lady who looked like me, but a bit chubbier or rounder, was trying to help them. That is, help them to escape the slaughter, right? She was trying to clothe them, and I think she represents the worldwide bride. I do too, because she was bigger than Claire, who represented the local bride body. Lots of times God shows a smaller body in things that happen and so on and so forth, but it's really being applied to a much larger body. They all had red t-shirts with white pants or white three-quarter pants on. The three-quarter pants denotes many of the saints who walk and will walk in sixty-fold glory, reflecting the light of the sun 
S-O-N slash S-U-N. The red t-shirts represent being uh, covered or washed by the blood of Jesus, and the white pants represent walking in his steps of purity. Rion said this, uh, This young man in the dream represents the man-child reformers that appear at the time when the body of Christ receives much fruit and severe judgments have hit the earth. The bride is safe in the secret place. The man-child will expound on the truth even further than any before. Luke 24 and 27 uh, says this, And beginning from Moses and from all the prophets, he inter- interpreted to them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. And also 45, Then opened he their mind that they might understand the scriptures. Then the young man spoke again, and what he said made so much sense. He wasn't saying anything different from David, but he was explaining things in a way I could understand even better than David's teachings. Because, of course, the man-child is going to open people's minds to understand more, right? And it's like the message went into my very DNA. And then I woke up. Well, Jesus in the man-child reformer body, because history repeats on larger scale, and the the Gospels will be repeated. Uh, so Jesus in the man-child reformer body will restore our DNA and bring restoration of youth and everything that the enemy has stolen from us, according to Joel 2. He will also expound on the revelations that the pre-anointed man-child reformers have taught their sheep up to that point. In a previous dream, Lion Man came to us at local UBM, opened the Bible and my books, and was revealing deeper revelations to us, and it was going into our very beings. Praise the Lord. I received the following uh, for this dream by faith at random. Proverbs 16, 3 and 4. Commit thy works unto the Lord, and thy purposes shall be established. The Lord hath made everything for its own end, yea, even the wicked for the day of evil. Well, now, I will put, I'll add here, Second Peter 2 and 9, The Lord knoweth how to deliver the godly out of temptation and to keep the unrighteous under punishment unto the day of judgment. Um, okay, so I'm going to share something with you. History always repeats, sometimes in a physical way and sometimes in a spiritual way. And as we have shown in the history written by the Egyptians, when they saw the destroyer overhead and described it as a red planet or dragon, etc., which destroyed them and their army. It was in spring at the Passover when God's true people were spared because of the sacrifice of the Lamb. 
And in our time, this could repeat in physical or spiritual spring or both. Spiritual spring could even come in the fall, but it represents resurrection life, as we know spring does look like that all around you, right? Uh, In the fall of our enemies. Resurrection life in the fall of our enemies, (laughs) like the Egyptians in the Red Sea when the spiritual man came up on the other side, right? One thing we know is that heaven and earth will be shaken violently, and many will die. But not those who have eaten the Lamb, Jesus Christ, the Word of God. They have eternal life. And some of them will even be alive and remain until the coming of the Lord, right? The Word declares this shaking has come before, and it will come one more time. And if you're not listening to God's Word, you will not survive. Hebrews 12, 25-29 says this, See that you refuse not him that speaketh. He speaks in his Word every day to many, many people. For if they escaped not when they refused him that warned them on earth, How much more shall not we escape who turn away from him that warneth from heaven? That's Jesus, the word of God. Whose voice then shook the earth, but now he hath promised, saying, Yet once more will I make to tremble, not the earth only, but also the heaven. Yeah, that sounds like Planet X involved too, right? Once more means it happened before and will only come one more time. Verse 27. And this word, yet once more, signifieth the removing of those things that are shaken, as of things that have been made, that those things which are not shaken may remain. Of course, they... God's temple is not made with man's hands. All that was a type and a shadow of the real temple who is God's people, who are eternal. The elite will hide in their underground cities and caves, but will not survive this Red Sea destruction. And wherefore, receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken, verse 28 says, let us have grace whereby we may offer service well-pleasing to God with reverence and awe. 29, for our God is a consuming fire. So Haggai also declares this once more shaking of heaven and earth with the overthrow of the throne of kingdoms. This, of course, is speaking of a Red Sea where the factious chasers of the deep state government and the factious church will be destroyed as Pharaoh's throne was overthrown under the water. What better way to destroy the elite thrones than to gather them underground when the plates shift and break with the earth tide of the destroyer. Hmm. In Haggai 2, 6-9, For thus saith the Lord of hosts, Yes, once it is a little while, and I will shake the heavens and the earth and the sea and the dry land, 
and I will shake all nations. Major, major shaking there. All nations of the wicked, I would say. And the precious things. Let me say things was not in the Hebrew. The word precious uh, is likely desired and speaks of Jesus coming by word and spirit uh, in Zerubbabel in this text. Uh, his name means born from Babylon as a type of the first fruits man-child coming out of Babylon to rebuild the kingdom of God. And this is, of course, um, of all nations, it goes on to say, of God's people, of course, shall come and I will fill this house with glory, says the Lord of hosts. The Lord himself will be that glory. The silver is mine, the gold is mine, saith the Lord of hosts. The latter glory of this house shall be greater than the former, says the Lord of hosts. And in this place will I give peace, saith the Lord of hosts. Well, the latter house is God's people who are filled with the glory of God. And 20 through 23. And the word of the Lord came the second time unto Haggai in four and twentieth day of the month, saying, Speak to Zerubbabel. That's the first fruits man-child reformers whose name means born from Babylon. Governor of Judah, saying, I will shake the heavens and the earth, and I will overthrow the throne of kingdoms. So we are seeing the beginning of this now, the overthrow of kingdoms. Some who just watch TV probably won't know about it, much about it anyway. But there's a, a fix for that coming too. It's called the D-class. And I will destroy the strength of the kingdoms of the nations. That's at their spiritual Red Sea, right? I will overthrow the chariots and those that ride in them, and the horses and their riders shall come down, every one by the sword of his brother. Mm -hmm. A larger Red Sea a coming. In that day, says the Lord of hosts, I will take thee, O Zerubbabel, my servant, the son of Shealtiel, saith the Lord, and will make thee as a signet, for I have chosen thee, says the Lord of hosts. So in that day, when the shake, great shaking, Zerubbabel is a sign of something, and I've already told you what that is, the man-child ministry. A signet ring is a sign of authority, like Mordecai and Joseph received. Uh, both of these were types of the man-child, and they received that that signet ring from the king, just as Zerubbabel. Ah, okay. Well, the remnant sent out on a rescue mission. This was given to us by Donald Taylor, seven thirteen twenty two. He said, I would like to share a dream. The setting was the not-too-distant future. The city was poked post-apocalyptic judgment. Death was everywhere in the air, 
and there was a company of us sent out from a refugee camp on a rescue mission to set up places for food and drink and to rescue the perishing. Well, we can know what food and drink can mean. Uh, they need it. They need the to drink the blood and eat the bread or the flesh of Jesus, as he said. We won't cover that right now. He says 99.99% of the people in this city were dead. The few who were still alive were on the Father's list to save and to pull them out from their places of hiding. Well, God will save a remnant out of judgment that are His elect, His chosen. I've been taken to the future in times past. This was one of those times. What what was witnessed here in this dream is two to three years in the future. In the dream, I was aware of other remnant believers who were part of the group to carry out a mercy extraction. Yes, save as many as you can while there's time, right? And I had full control in the dream. Many of my dreams have been abstract and did not make sense or were of another period of time. Meaning they probably were spiritual, right? As we enter into Daniel's 70th week, the world as we know it will change. The three days of darkness, also known as biblical darkness, that came upon Egypt is about to come upon the world, a time of the great falling of nations and rising up of the kingdom of God. This last revival will major on the salvation of souls. It will also minor on preserving a holy seed in the earth who shall come into the fullness of rest the first fruits of which will be the remnant bride, uh, of, of which the man-child is the head of the remnant bride, right? They're like um, like David was the head over Jerusalem, which was called the bride to John, right? There will be a people who will rise up into the place of full spiritual maturity, the full stature of Jesus Christ. I know that's hard for some people to believe, but it's a fact. And that's the whole purpose of Christ's coming. He was the seed that had to fall into the earth to die in order to bring forth much fruit. Uh, it's kind of like the ear of corn, you know. You can take a kernel and put it in the earth, and it brings forth these ears with many that look just like the original. (laughs) And that's the way it's supposed to be. Christian is not supposed to be what modern religion uh, points us to. As a matter of fact, there are a whole lot of people in modern religion that will not escape these judgments. And there are some who will come out from among them and be separate, like coming out of Babylon, Babylonish religion, and be separate and be preserved in the days to come. What a wonderful thing. And those are the people that we're looking for. 
we know that some people will pass away, not so that they all go to hell. Some will go to heaven, but they will not be preserved uh, to be a seed for the future generation. Some people uh, uh, will not be used in that way, even though they may be saved. And, of course, a person must be born again to be saved. And uh, we know that born again is a progressive thing in that we are first born again when we receive a new spirit. But then, as Peter talks about it and says it very plain, that... um, that your soul must be born again, which is your mind, your will, and your emotions. Some believe that just being saved in the Spirit is enough. So they don't walk in faith for the mind, the will, the emotions, the character of Jesus Christ. They don't, they're not given the full gospel that Jesus gave us his character on that cross. His mind, his will, and his emotions. We are baptized into his name, which means the nature, the character, and the authority. The baptism represents the word of God that puts to death our old man and brings to life our new man. And the new man is Christ in you, the hope of glory. And that new man comes in the image of Jesus Christ. Like 2 Corinthians 3 and 18 says, we behold in a mirror with an unveiled face, we behold in a mirror the glory of the Lord and are transformed into that same image from glory to glory, even as from the Lord the Spirit. Now, he's not talking about in heaven. He's talking about on earth. The 30, 60, and a hundredfold. We're coming into His image. You must believe that that is what God uh, provided at the cross. He made an exchange at the cross. And that exchange was your life for His life. He nailed your life on that cross. All of your sins were put on that cross. They are taken away. And what He gave you in return was His life. If you do not believe it, you cannot have it. Jesus said, Be it unto you according to your faith. And he also said, As you have believed, so shall it be unto you. Go into the Scriptures. Find the real, true gospel. And read and study. Because so many have ripped pages out of their book most of the pages out of their book and just totally ignore what's being said there because they're idolaters with their dead religion. You can't afford to do that and escape the judgments that are coming. Remember the Philadelphia church, the church of brotherly love, which really represents the bride, uh, escaped all these things. Why? Because there was no curse upon them. They were not under the curse. Jesus delivered us from the curse. He became a curse for us. God put our curse upon Jesus, according to Paul. And we don't have it anymore. 
We can reckon ourselves to be dead unto sin and alive unto God, because by faith this is exactly what happened at the cross. And he says, Let not sin therefore reign in your mortal bodies. Well, uh, these dead churches, of course, don't have any power of God because they don't know the full gospel. And therefore they don't know that Jesus is coming in the flesh. <laughs> Again, by the way, according to John, right? He is coming in the flesh. He's to coming in our flesh. Christ in you, the hope of glory. There is no hope of glory without Jesus. He is the glory of God. And Jesus is the person. He is the nature, character, and authority of the New Testament, which is given to us to bring us into His image. There is no curse upon Jesus. Uh, Jesus on the cross bore our curse already. There is no curse on the body of Christ. There is no sin in Him. When we enter into the body of Christ, we are entering into the place where our sins were taken away and His life was given to us. The church has to wake up. It's sound asleep. They're still in the dark ages. They're still in their apostasy, which means a falling away. This will cost many their physical life and some their spiritual life too. Uh, the 30, 60, and 100 fold was the fruit of the seed that God sowed in their hearts. It's not talking about other people. It's talking about the seed, which in some cases in that text is sperma. It's talking about the seed of Jesus sown in our hearts to bring forth what? Only the fruit of Jesus, because each seed brings forth after its own kind. So therefore, you can't look like some religious person out there that doesn't reflect the real Jesus of the Bible. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. The seed is the same. You want to come into His image and not the image of these dead religions. Even if they have received the Holy Spirit, they can still be a dead religion caught up like a cult in this apostasy. It is time for God's people to wake up and escape the waves that are coming in. The waves are going to take many out. And some, because they haven't taught their children the truth, uh, are going to cause them to be sacrificed in this time. If you have come to the Lord, and you may have not done a good job on your children, possibly, you can still believe God for them. And uh, you can still trust that God will bring them in. He will open their eyes. Yes, and you'll have to be patient because they don't receive much from you now. Okay? They'll receive better from somebody else. So you can pray that God send them others 
to um, bring them into the kingdom. Amen? Well, Father, we pray that you do that, that you send people to your apostates out there who are caught up in a Babylonish religion and must come out from among them to escape their judgments. We believe that you are starting now with these judgments in order to give them time to wake up and come out so they can escape in the waves of the tribulation too. Some of these waves are coming before the tribulation. And the waves in the tribulation too, people can escape because of the knowledge of God. Glory be to God. Thank you, Father, for what you're doing. Thank you, Lord, for drawing us unto yourself. Uh, Grant repentance, Lord. It's in your hand to grant repentance, and we ask you to do that. Grant a change of mind in all of your people that are your elect, your chosen. We know that many are called, but many won't come. Uh, Many are called, but few are chosen. Lord, for your chosen sake, Lord, open eyes and deliver from evil. In Jesus' name, we thank you so much, Father, for this. And saints, the Lord be with you. If you have to go back and read or listen to this, you are welcome to do that. I'm sure it's hard to soak up. I try to get as much out as I can uh, in a sitting But I expect that people sometimes have to go back and look at it again and pay attention. All right. God bless you and keep you. Good night. For information, materials, and to contribute, go to unleavenedbreadministries.org. Contributions only may be addressed to David Eels. Post Office Box 231616, Montgomery, Alabama, 36123. Though the rivers rise, I still believe. Oh, your mercy stands and your word is true. Oh, Jesus, I trust in you. And when I face that darkest night, what will be my guide in life? Shining rays of red and white Jesus, I trust in you Sacred heart in you I find Mercy seated for all time I am yours and you are mine Oh Jesus, I trust in you Though the mountains fall into the sea Though the rivers rise, I still believe For your mercy stands and your word is true Oh Jesus, I trust in you Though the mountains fall into the sea Though the rivers rise, I still believe